You're listening to the premier home of motorsports for nearly two decades. The Race Central Radio Show. Drive, start, Back on ESPN Radio 1600. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing drivers. It's going to be close right here at the line. He's got the inside. They touch once, twice. Oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be tight right here. Now, here is your host, one of the most respected motorsports voices in America, Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. Uh, let's get it on at 3.02 in the afternoon. Hey, it's a fast Friday here in the Mile High City. It's, uh, it's what we do every Friday from 3 to 5. It's the drive. It's Race Central on the radio. I am Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen, but you probably know that by now. But coming to you from the illustrious and beautiful fairgrounds here in Callahan, Colorado, as we get ready for one of the best darn uh, dirt shows you're ever going to see. We would uh, love to invite you down. we got hot laps tonight, and then the, the big show kicks off tomorrow, and I'll get into that as we meander into the program. But uh, great to be with you. I uh, see the kid uh, in the distance uh, behind the glass. Thanks for Ricky for getting us all hooked up on Lucy Live and Sid doing her thing back there. And um, I tell you, this is an exciting time of the year for me, not just because, well, this is what we do, but you know, when the weather starts to get better, thank God. And I, as I've, I've been joking the last couple of weeks, you know, only seven more months until spring, and then you know, a month after that till winter. But finally, a little bit of respectable weather. Uh, by the way, a, a happy and uh, early Easter to everybody out there. And it's um, as the weather starts to turn and motorsports starts picking up on the front range, all the car shows get going, all the local. All righty. Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, you know, uh, the the the, uh, the the technology, uh, right? <laughs> I say they sell us all these fancy devices and then they just try them out on us and hope they all work. But uh, it's time to go dirt track racing here in Colorado. It's the season kickoff for the BST guys down here in Calhan, Colorado. It's uh, El Paso County Raceway is the spot, and we've got a great docket lined up for tomorrow. As I say, I'll get into that as we meander into the program. But this is a time of the year where things start to heat up here in the front range, and that's an exciting time of the year for me because it means I get to do what I love to do. I mean, we love talking all the national stuff, the international stuff, because we are the premier home for motorsports. And by the way, you can follow all that we do and follow us best at racecentralmedia.com, the website that makes you a smarter and better motorsports fan. You can also catch up with all the great TV shows there and uh, the video podcast that I do with the omnipresent and uh, ever-charming uh, Sid the Kid. And we do that every week and available at racecentralmedia.com. So as I was saying, you know, it's it's uh, fall is... The- Ah, uh, there we go. Ah, uh, the, uh, it was what we say, Sid the Kid, the master of disaster, is we're uh, coming to you live from uh, El Paso County Raceway down here in, uh, well, shocking as it may be, uh, El Paso County. But it's a fairgrounds track. I love coming to the fairgrounds tracks here in Colorado or anywhere around the country. Uh, one that comes to mind, uh, first top, or top of mind, as I would like to say, is um Right there in Northern California, uh, the, the great track at Calistoga where the, the World Outlaw guys and Mr. Sammy Swindell, who's here this weekend with the ASCS Sprint Car Series. Uh, I mean, a, a spectacular track, half mile, very wide, very fast. And one of the things I love about the fairground tracks is that the, the whole facility is just spectacularly clean. Uh, they keep all the facilities in great shape. Uh, Joe Bellum and his crew are doing a great job up here. They're grooming, or as I can say, ironing the racetrack as we speak. They'll go hot laps here at 4 o'clock. 
So if you're anywhere clear or close to my voice, and it, ironically, as I was driving down, I was listening uh, to ESPN 1600 all the way in the car right to the parking lot here. So if you are listening to me on ESPN AM 1600 and you're anywhere in uh, southern Colorado, come on out for hot laps tonight. There'll be about two hours of hot laps. I want to drive. Get the car off the trailer. Now back to one of the most respected voices in motorsports, your host, Kurt Hansen. Richmond Raceway and 400 laps on this three-quarter mile. Beautiful day for a race. A lot of fans here. Mr. Short Track, let's show them why they call you that today. Thank you, guys. Well, the number one stat here has always been fall-off, because that means you've got to drive these cars, and the crew chief is going to have to come up with some strategy to get you some tires in a hurry. Try to change your lot here quickly. We'll keep up with it and give you what you need. Get after it all day long. It's a long one to give you all I got. Alex Bowman will lead them to green. Byron. You've been faster by almost a tenth every lap. Coming to 29. I'll let you know when they throw. Competition caution is out. T11 already started the tail. Two passed half the road. You are speeding to the tail. I got you. Be up on your toes here. This is 11. Three wide, you're up top. Then cramp it in there. One inside. The 11 spun us. Freaking 11. J.J. Ailey got the worst end of that one. We're back to that two-horse battle. Byron trying to drive away from Kyle Larson. The green checker this time. Stage one complete. William Byron, the stage one winner. Oh, around of Josh Berry. Oh, man, he just dumped us. Hang on, hang on, hang on. My bad, I guess. Yeah, just park it and turn left again. They pitted from fourth and fifth and will restart out back as William Byron leads them back to green. Kyle Larson hunting the lead from his Hendrick teammate, William Byron. Ten plus overall grip with these tires. Pretty tight, center one and two. Pretty impressive. Nobody else has been able to do that. Drive up and pass William Byron. Here they all come. Go, go, go. One outside. One outside. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Go forward and back up. Back straight up. Watch out, guys. Daniel Suarez having to back up to get into his pit stall. Green flag stops continue. Hold up, hold up. Didn't get that wrench out. That 12 car will be coming back. We got a penalty for removing equipment. Coming to you. Another mishap for Ryan Blaney. And here comes Hamlin to pit road. Finally. All right. You know the deal. Drive through. I don't know about drive through. No, drive around him. He'll do it. I like it. I'm like tight center now, lose off. Uh, defender's knocked in on the right front. That's what's doing it. You're clear. Can you fix it or am I f***ing No, we can fix it. We just got to pop it back out. Hard to believe, but it is the first stage win for a Joe Gibbs Toyota this season. Great job. Blew back up there, just like we planned it. Green flag goes back in the air, and Martin Truex Jr. on the inside lane gets a whale of a restart. If we stay green, 48 laps for Truex, certifiably a long run. I'm not sure that he actually wants to see a caution. The only thing they have in their pits is a set of six-lap scuffs. Tyler Reddick has gone for a spin. Check up, check up, check up. Still green. What the f***? No caution. Keep going. Outside, go high. Caution, caution, caution. Go a minute off the turn two here. Uh-oh, 30 to go. Some of these boys might now have tires to go the distance. 
I don't know honestly what I need. I just need to take off the speed. Copy that. Most of these leaders, they have a set of those precious Goodyear stickers sitting in those pits. Right now, Martin Trex Jr., pretty sure it's safe and saying a set of six lap scuffs. Five, nine, 19. Want to win your first race? Here you go. Larson out in front of Barry. Barry. New sheriff in town, boys. Oh, oh, and around he goes, up and into the wall, but 24. Wrecking below you, go low, middle, 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 still inside. Who wrecked me? 20. Cautions, free cautions, boys. You got a 15 lap scuffs in here. You have the tires you have on it. Tempar, I don't know how bad it is. I felt like I hit mostly left rear. Go ahead and pit this time, pit this time. And we're gonna take a look at it, clearance it. We're gonna try to stay on the lead lap. Taking the green with 14 to go. Uh, here we go, bud. Go get it. Side by side, Truex to the bottom. 19 is jamming up everybody. You got room to work here. What a nightmare. I know it. Let's survive here. My tires are flat. Kyle Larson has won here at Richmond, coming across the line in front of his teammate, Josh Berry. Had scuffed tires on there because we hosed ourselves taking that set in stage one. He didn't tell me you put scuffs on, so I didn't know what the f was wrong, okay? There's no point in telling here. We'll see the way. Not a bad little 30th birthday present, huh, guys? I'd say so. <laughs> Hell of a job. You know, maybe the biggest surprise uh, from Richmond a week ago, which, you know, Richmond is, it's kind of like Texas in the IndyCar series. Richmond is Richmond. Um, Kyle Larson, maybe not a big surprise uh, because, well, Kyle Larson does what Kyle Larson does. But uh, what a run for Josh Berry. I mean, <coughs> great, uh, great run by the youngster. You know, he's, in, he's subbing for, uh, you know, the most popular driver in NASCAR, which, you know, I think is uh, – uh, he's doing, doing a very, very, very good job. I mean, nobody is going to be, you know, Chase Elliott, especially coming in, you know, subbing for him. Uh, it's big shoes to fill. Let me put it that way. But, you know, what a run for, for the youngster. He's certainly showing, I think anyway, that uh, the Hendricks fellows made a good choice for a sub for Chase Elliott while he's, you know, re recuperating. I think the, the initial choice was probably – a uh, surprise to a lot of people. It was a surprise to me. I thought they might go with, uh, you know, somebody that is maybe, you know, been in uh, uh, a cup car, you know, more recently, or maybe had some next gen experience. But the guy's showing that, that he's that he's got the right stuff, and you know, it appears that uh, Chase Elliott is is on the mend and soon to return. Um, these are pretty significant injuries that he suffered. So we'll have to really see how that plays out um, moving forward. But as I said, you know, Richmond is Richmond. And another thing that kind of was a surprise to me too, and I think I kind of enjoyed it. I'm used to seeing Richmond at night and to watch a, a Richmond race in the day was a pretty different perspective because, you know, you get all the great camera shots and everything from inside the car. Uh, it's, it's just, um, I don't know. It was just different. But that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just different. But I must say, I do like Richmond as a night race. But we'll certainly get a fill of that as we come up on the Bristol Dirt Race, which is just about uh, a week away. Well, a week away. It's a day away. What kind of silly me? So, you know, we can watch them Sunday at 7 p.m. on Easter Sunday, which is probably why they ran the race up in a later day part, because 
frankly, everybody's out celebrating Easter. But what can I say? It's Race Central on the radio. It's what we do at 3 to 5. It's the drive. Uh, come, come down and join us at El Paso County Raceway. We're here hot laps tonight. Tomorrow, all the, the big show kicks off. Easter service at 1, car show at 3, live music at 4, the dance off at 5. We've got uh, the, the ASCS uh, Outlaw Cars with superstar Sammy Swindell. And uh, also the, uh, uh, the, the sidekick and, and the other star from Fast and Loud, Gas Monkey Garage, Aaron Kaufman uh, making a debut in, in a mod, which should be a lot of fun. And uh, he's preparing to run the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb again. So what can I say? Come join us. We're here in Calhoun, Colorado. It's uh, the El Paso County Raceway. It's a kickoff for the BST uh, Blood, Sweat, and Tears Racing Series for 2023. I'm the Insider, and we're back after this. It's 28 minutes after the hour. It is the premier home for motorsports. It is Race Central Radio. It's what we do every Friday from 3 to 5. It's the drive. Uh, I'm motorsports insider Kurt Hansen. It's, like I said, you probably know that. We're here at, uh, well, we're in the uh, the beautiful Swink Hall adjacent to the racetrack here uh, in El Paso County, the El Paso County Raceway for the season, uh, inaugural season event for 2023 for the BST Sprint Car Show and all their good stuff. Uh, what a docket we've got lined up. All the stars from the ASCS Sprint Car Series are here. Sammy Swindell uh, just finished his, his book, uh, Sammy, 50 Years of Winning. I've got it in front of me. He'll be autographing uh, books, um, not something that he normally does do. You can buy the book online, of course, but he won't be autographed. So if you would like a copy of what truly is a spectacular book, uh, come on down and join us. Uh, Hot Laps will start about 4 o'clock today. Uh, racing action starts tomorrow. Uh, the docket looks like this. Uh, Pink Gates will open about 11 o'clock, but I wouldn't say you need to be here then. But we've got uh, non-denominational Easter service at 1, then uh, some track packing at 2.30. Uh, hot laps and car show starts goes from 3, three to 4. Sprint car qualifying, which is something you will not want to miss, is uh, 4 to 4.30. Heat races start at 4.30. Autograph session uh, under the grandstands with all the drivers. Then uh, we had an Easter egg hunt for the kids, which is pretty cool. Uh, six o'clock, uh, the national anthem, sprint car presentation on the front stretch, and then of course six to six thirty, uh, sprint car heat races. So we're waiting on Mr. Sammy Swindell. He's going to be calling in any moment. Uh, we've also got some of the other stars. Also, allegedly, I say allegedly, uh, the star from. Well, Richard Rollins was a star of Fast and Loud and Gas Monkey Garage. Don't uh, anybody tease you on that. But certainly his sidekick for such a long time, it was a great asset to the program. And uh, I would say a fear of the beard, Mr. Aaron Kaufman, uh, should be joining us uh, throughout the program. He'll definitely be here uh, this weekend. As uh, from what I understand, he is going to be uh, doing some dirt track racing. And I believe either um, – uh, one of the stock cars or uh, one of the IMCA uh, modifieds, but I haven't been able to clarify that, but hopefully if we get Aaron on the phone, we'll be able 
to talk to him about that. Uh, tickets are still available. This is, event has had a huge pre-sale, uh, but tickets, I believe, are still available on the website at bstracing.com. Or, of course, we always get a big walk-up down here in, uh, in Calham. I must say, too, driving down from Denver this afternoon, uh, southeastern Colorado at this time of the year is absolutely spectacular. I mean, you can see, it feels like you can reach out and touch uh, the top of Pikes Peak, which is pretty cool. And that's why Aaron Coffin's here. He's going to be racing at Pikes Peak again this year. He's done a couple laps up the mountain over the last couple of years. And he's coming back this year uh, in the Falcon, more horsepower, more handling, you know, more, 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 more. And from what I was told, he's always wanted to, to try his hand at dirt track racing. So this is a per- perfect opportunity. He's uh, in Springs and uh, reached out to uh, Joe and the BST guys. And they have found a, they found him a ride. They found him a whip for uh, the races tomorrow. And so should be fun because Aaron's actually not only a super car builder, but uh, the guy can wheel a race car pretty good. I mean, this first time at Pike's Peak was more than, than uh, adequate. I'm looking for the, word, the proper word. It's a, adequate is nothing. Well, adequate. It, uh, he was a lot faster than a lot of people thought he'd be. Let's put it, let's put it that way. So, you know, he kind of showed people that uh, the guy does have some talent and came back the next year with more horsepower, more brakes, and you know, just a bit of more, 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 and, and really did a great job getting up the hills. So I think this year he's really out for uh, – well, he's out, he's out to, to make people really perk their eyes up. We'll certainly see how that plays out as we come up on uh, the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb just a couple months away. And uh, I was talking about <laughs> – I was talking about Richmond. And I guess Kevin Harvick was doing an interview or a podcast or something. Uh, Sid the Kid does a great job back there. She's pulling up a lot of stuff, a lot of, as we call it, our industry sound. So I'm not really sure where this came from, but it has something to do with punching somebody in the mouth. So uh, let's hear from Kevin Harvick about throwing punches. Overtime. Uh, do you think we need unlimited overtime there? And is that the problem, or do we need to adjust single file restarts? What, what What's the fix for what we saw late? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, the problem is there's zero consequences with the car. That's the biggest problem. You can, you know, it's, it turns into slam or be slammed, and, and there's no consequences with, with tearing up the car because it is so durable. So, um, you know, I think every action has a reaction, so it's difficult to say what the right answer is because I, I don't want to sit here and say, you know, we need a single-file restart or we need this or we need that because, you know, I think that one thing leads to another. So it's a, it's a conversation that, that has, to, has to happen. I don't, like, I don't like racing like that, but you have to race like that, and that's by the end of the race. Everybody's in the slam or be slam category, so it's a tough situation. Why is that? Is that because there are all these cameras around and you just can't pop somebody in the face afterward? Or like, how, many like, guys have, like, how many guys have you really seen get popped in the face? Well, like, I don't know. like I thought, really, how many guys have you? How many, thought, I'm thought, asking you. Well, no, I thought like I'm back at, in the how, 90s. How, I haven't, we aren't in the 90s, but right. how many guys have you seen really get popped in the face in the last I mean, 10 years? I mean, I would say like two or three. At the most, right? Yeah. So it's it's you know that's that's really not that's really not the. I mean, is that really realistic in today's society to walk over and punch a guy in the mouth? Like, is that... Is right, that but is that the reason why? Is that real? Well, I guess... When no, the reason why is because the car, you can run into a steel wall and it not and it keep going. 
<laughs> or a concrete wall and it keep going. And so as drivers, you learn, everybody learns what you can and can't do. And you just become more and more aggressive and because the consequences are not, there are no consequences with the car to, to tear the car up. Kevin, I want Yeah, it's good. Uh, well, I guess Kevin wasn't going to punch you by in the mouth, but he certainly has, he's certainly been an instigator in more than a few incidents. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, he's right. Here's part of the problem. And I think NASCAR went through this a few years ago when the, the car of, of, of the car of tomorrow, boy, was that, was that a piece of junk? But uh, they were a lot safer than, than their predecessor. And uh, the IndyCar series has gone through this uh, over the past, let's say, decade as they made the car stronger and safer and, and just much more resilient to contact, especially as, as it equates to, to the, the new generation of cars in IndyCar. Um, it's, you know, when you look at Dario Franchitti's accident, uh, as I just start to think back to it, a horrible accident. Um, it's in Petersburg. And the commentary was back then that the cars now have become so safe. And the belief is that they're so safe. is It's very hard to get hurt. And I think we went through uh, some of that with the car tomorrow. And I forget the driver's name at the, at the moment on top of my head, but had, it was one of the Michael Waltrip guys, a horrific crash when the car of tomorrow first came out. I mean, the car basically disintegrated. And he stepped away from the accident. And I think it was pretty much everybody's thoughts and feelings, and, and many people you know, verbalized it, that if that had been in the predecessor, that he probably would not have walked away. So you find drivers taking much bigger risks, much bigger chances, because they think, I'll just stick it down here, and if we run into each other, you know, everything's going to be okay because this car is so strong and so durable that we can run like that. And I, I think it was Kyle Busch that said maybe a week or so ago that there seems to be no respect in the clubhouse. I think he meant the garages. But I get it. It's a baseball analogy. We're a stickable station. That the feeling is in the garage that these cars are so safe and so strong, uh, and we can beat and bang with them and not damage our race car. Well, maybe you don't damage the race car, but heaven forbid, I mean, we've seen some very big crashes this year. And everybody steps away, walks away until someday somebody doesn't. And I, I get what, what Kevin is saying is it, it's, it's kind of, you know, fend for yourself, beating and banging. Uh, as said, the kid put it so well a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about uh, the clash, actually. The, uh, yeah, the, the second annual uh, clash in, in Los Angeles. I believe it was... Um, Oh, it's on the end of my tongue. Uh, uh, oh, Christopher Bell, thank you so much. Senior moment. Christopher Bell said that it was like driving inside of a washing machine. And I've, I've been there, man, racing legend cars at uh, Pikes Peak International Raceway, the tiny oval there. I mean, every lap, somebody's hitting you, 
If you're not getting hit, something's wrong. You're either so slow, you're at the back of the pack, and they're just whizzing by you. But it's like driving inside of a washing machine. I get it. So I think that Kevin's point, or to Kevin's point, and Kyle Bush has commented on it, Mr. Bell's commented on it. I mean, a lot of drivers have commented on the fact that that they feel that that there needs to be more respect. Maybe that's respect not just for the machinery, but for respect to your competitors. A lot to unpack there. A lot to unpack there. My fear is that they're just going to keep beating and banging and, and get crazier and crazier until somebody gets, gets hurt. We certainly hope that doesn't happen. It's a race central radio. It is 3.40 in the afternoon. It's time to take a break. We're here at uh, El Paso County Raceway in Callahan, Colorado for the season opener for the BST Dirt Track Series, a series that I was the announcer for a few years ago. I'll be on the call tomorrow, which is going to be a lot of fun. we got uh, Sammy Swindell and the ASCS, the stars of the ASCS Sprint Car Series here. Uh, all, the, all the local guys, stock cars, and so much more. And it all kicks off tomorrow. At 1 p.m., we have the car show, live music, dance-off, food vendors, beer garden, face training, Easter egg hunt. You can also get your autograph edition of Sammy Swindell's new book, 50 Years of Winning. It is Race Central, the radio, and racecentralmedia.com. Beautiful parts of uh, southeastern Colorado. Boy, coming on out to Calhan this weekend for the big dirt track show. Uh, I am here in the, uh, the, the the Swink Hall here. Beautiful uh, fairgrounds facility here next to the racetrack. Uh, Sammy Swindell and all the stars of the ASCS Sprint Car Series are here. Also, all of the local uh, badasses because uh, we've got the IMCA cars. We've got dwarfs. We've got super stocks. It's uh it's going to be a hell of a show, and uh, it's really it was, it was really kind of fun because I used to be the series announcer for the BST guys a couple of years ago and had a chance to do the World Outlaw show here um, with the, the world-famous Johnny Gibson, which was a lot of fun. And I'll be back on the call tomorrow, which, uh, you know, as I said in the opening of the show, uh, I love what I do. I'm passionate about it, and we talk about it. We have a lot of fun doing it, but then when I can actually get out and get my hands dirty and and get my, my, my vocal cords warmed up and call a great night of, uh, of dirt track racing. That's, that's really exciting for me. And I, I hope that uh, – I know I had a lot of, a lot of good fans of Race Central TV and radio join us for the World Outlaw Show here a couple of years ago. It was a lot of fun to see all of our fans and supporters. Uh, I think 20 bucks is still the, the drill. Uh, they had a big pre-sale, but I think there's still tickets online. They always get a big walk-up. So if you're, if you're heading out – it was a lot of fun, too, because I was rolling through – you know, well, southeastern Colorado coming to Calhan and being able to, to look up and see the Rocky Mountains and literally feel like I can reach out and touch 
the top of Pikes Peak and, you know, how green everything is and come out to a you know, spectacular spotless fairground track that always puts on such a great show. Um, it gets me fired up and hopefully we'll see a bunch of you out here tomorrow. Again, for more information, it's bstracing.com. I also want to welcome a new sponsor partner to the program. It's uh, North Star Liquor. They're the superstore. Uh, drive a little, save a lot right there in Johnstown. Uh, go to the web because all the specials are right there. It's uh, uh, easy to find northstarliquor.com. That's northstarliquor.com. It's the fastest pit stop anywhere in Colorado for all your beverage needs, confection foods, and all the good stuff. I'd like to say, too, it's a short drive up I-25. Uh, uh, Rush Chastain over the last two years has been certainly one of the biggest stories in the world of motorsports, if not, you know, NASCAR, certainly. But uh, I hear you just, just traveling around the country and doing all the stuff that I do, and we start talking NASCAR, and the, the name Ross Chastain pops up quite a bit. But uh, he's getting some nicknames, and I, I don't think that, that Christopher Bell, who's kind of mild-mannered, a badass behind the wheel, no doubt about that. Uh, and I don't think he had Miley Cyrus in mind when he came up with uh, Ross's new nickname. So, Sue, the kid doing a great job back there punching all the buttons. I'm just going to leave it there and let Sid roll the audio right here and right now. Unfortunately, we didn't. What happened there with the 24? Uh, the bonsai came in and put us three wide. Yeah, definitely a long run car, which is our motto. You know, the, I don't know our our, our twenty group uh, does really good on long runs, pretty much everywhere we go. So uh, needed to stay green. What happened with the uh, the twenty four? Can you just talk me through that? Uh, yeah, I mean the the wrecking ball came in and made us three wide at the last second, and um, there wasn't enough room to be three wide. The one car, the wrecking ball. How did you feel like you guys did today? And this, other, other than that, I mean, look, the Toyotas have not been as strong at times this year. How much did you guys pick up today? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, obviously, all of our Camrys were super fast. Uh, the 11, the 19, and me were all up front. Um, so that was very positive. Richmond, for whatever reason, has been a great racetrack for us uh, pretty much for as long as I can remember. So um, it was rewarding to you know get back in the top five after a bad week last week. And, uh, you know, hopefully one of these days it'll go our way. No, I mean, he didn't do anything wrong, but um, that's just his, his M.O. So, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for the 24 because he obviously uh, probably didn't get the memo that we were going to be three wide because I barely got the memo that we were three wide. And, uh, you know, that's, that's just the way it always is. Thanks for I, I never saw the 24. I, I know I was bottom of three, but um, I never saw the 24. Yeah, Bell said that um, his his words were the wrecking ball came through, and, and that's what ended the race for the 24. He can he can say what he wants. I, like other guys, he walks right by me. He doesn't say anything to me. So if he I didn't I don't think I touched anybody and. <laughs> Just down there on my line. 
start there where you had contact with, uh, with the Early in the race? No, uh, right there, the next to last restart there. Where it seemed like everybody, uh, the one where William ended up spinning. Uh, Bob, I, I don't think that I touched William, so I don't think that there was contact with William. Uh, I think we gotta, I think we gotta say the facts and not opinions. Yeah. I never saw the 24, so okay. I was underneath the 20. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you, I mean, it was. But I didn't touch like, the 20 either, so. <laughs> I mean, if he's gonna call me a wrecking ball, I, I just, uh, I don't understand. I mean, there it's all. I mean, everybody's going for it too, right? There. I mean, that's. I had, I, I didn't touch anybody, and I got inside of the 20, entering turn one. That's all I saw. Building your own. Well, it sounds like we have, uh, well, we can agree that we uh, can disagree, but it sounds like we've got a couple uh, different opinions, and, you know, what do you expect the driver to say? I mean, uh, that's pretty animated for Christopher Bell because this is not really a super animated guy. He's pretty quiet. Um, you know, he lets uh, the steering wheel and his right foot do the talking. But in uh, Ross, I mean, Ross has been having to do a lot of defending of Ross, uh, even towards the end of last year. But it seems like, well, it's business as usual for Ross Chastain. He's got a very aggressive driving style. Um, I did like the comment, didn't get the memo. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I've been racing for a lot of years, and maybe I missed a lot of memos. But um, it's, uh, it's going to be a... Boy, it's going to be a long season. We've got a long ways to go. Uh, I will agree with this for Christopher Bell. Uh, their cars ha have been better in the long runs. The guy that, that I kind of feel for was Martin Truex Jr., I believe uh, with like kind of less, less, less than 10 laps to go. I mean, he was battling for the lead. They came in for that final stop, dropped one spot on the pit stop and immediately raced backwards to 11. So I don't know if, uh, well, I just don't know. I, I, I feel in my heart, that there's some kind of disconnect with um, with Martin and uh, his crew chief. Um, you know, I think I think Martin probably longs for the the days of the return for the return of Cole Pern. Boy, that I'm a poet and I don't know it because uh, as, as great as Todd Barrier was for the Furniture Row guys when he was stepping aside to go back home to Charlotte and brought Cole Pern on. Everybody went, who? And I remember Todd looking at me and saying, Kurt, this guy's better right now, the young age he's at, than I've ever been. You watch. This team is in great hands. And boy, were they. Uh, they immediately started to run stronger, run better. I do know for a fact that uh, that Martin and Colburn, because their ages were similar, they, they just kind of clicked. And that means so, so much. And, you know, the... Uh, the 78 car just kind of lit up, and it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, I don't know. It's uh, just something seems to skew at the 19. I don't know if it's a Martin thing. I don't know if it's a Crucci thing, but it just seems like they're not on the same page. For uh, as we like to say in motor racing, they uh, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory. 
I mean, they were a very competitive car going into that final stop. Then they, they drop a place and then continually, you know, fell back to the field. Uh, Martin was, I, I think, lucky to get an 11th. Um, Kyle Larson kind of set sail, but that uh, Josh Berry, Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell thing looked, looked pretty fun. And I don't know. I get the feeling that uh, Josh might have had something for Kyle if they had a few more laps. But it, again, it's one thing to catch the guy. Then you got to get on top of him or underneath him and complete the pass. And I don't think Kyle Larson, in any way, shape, or form, was going to let that happen. So uh, that's just that's just the way it is. It is Race Central the Radio. Our number one is in the books. The first hour of power. Our number two coming up. We're coming to you from uh, the Swing Hall at the El Paso County Raceway in El Paso County as we kick off the BST Race Series. Uh, some of the best dirt track racing you're going to see anywhere. And we kick it all off tonight with hot laps. that will be starting in about five minutes. Then tomorrow, doors open at 1 p.m. Car show at 3, live music at 4, dance off at 5. We have food vendors, a beer garden, face painting, Easter egg hunt. And, of course, Sammy Swindell is here autographing this spectacular book. I have one right in front of me. I call it a coffee table special because it's definitely one you want to keep. And uh, you can buy the book online but not autograph. You get an autographed copy, come on down and see Sammy tomorrow and get uh, your autograph edition of Sammy, 50 Years of Winning. Program also brought to you in part by Coyote Motorsports. A short drive of I-25. They've got all the Yamaha models when nobody else does, and they're the only star certified dealer in the Denver Metro. What does that mean? That they are the best in customer service, best pricing, best service. Also one of the top CF Moto dealers in the country. CF Moto's in stock and a 0% financing. It's Coyote Motorsports. And Motorsports.com. Our number one in the books. Did the kid doing a great job behind the glass? I'm Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen here from Calhan Raceway, El Paso County, Colorado. And we'll be back after this. <laughs> 